What is good, everybody? DJ T-Mac here for another great hip-hop conversation in a new location. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? We're here with my man Face to Feet, uh, producer, DJ, engineer, mix master, you know, uh, uh, that and a whole bunch more. And uh, hey, he's on conversation with T-Mac today. Face, what's good, homie? He thinks smooth. I ain't a DJ, though. Okay. But I know how to, but I'm not a DJ. Okay, I, not I, a DJ, I, I, but... I leave, I leave that to the DJs, but I like to DJ. That was my first love. Okay. I, you. I, I fell off, but I know how to play records. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Classic, you know, talking analog. Yes. Right? Yes. And, and we're going to get into all that, but I mean, you said uh, DJing was like your first love. Yes. Besides dancing and graffiti and all that. Garage, Ooh, okay. So, I mean, let's talk about your first music memory. Okay. Maybe that influenced you to get into music, and then we'll take it back to, you know, more elements if no we doubt, will. No doubt. Well, I would say, like, just listening to records. I come from a Christian background, so my pops used to play, like, five blind boys, like, different, different, different soul music that I, you didn't hear, but, like, like, around, like, you know what I mean? And then people in churches playing different instruments. And I was like, yo, I think I could do something like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mm -hmm. thought that it was harder, but I was like, I gotta figure this thing out. I can't, I gotta look cool doing it too, cause I'm a cool guy, like, you know what I mean? Like, I always wanted to figure out like some type of music, but I know I wasn't a singer. I knew that. I was like, I gotta be behind the scenes. I gotta watch what's going on. I either gotta conduct the music or either make it. And I figured out, I'm like, yo, I gotta make it some kind of way. I, I gotta figure out how to play an instrument. My mom's played the piano, like, on the fly. Like, she'd look at the notes, bop, bop, bop. Even not looking at the notes, just bop, 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 bop. I'm like, I gotta be like that. But she never really played in church. Like, she was playing around the house and on, like, a piano at the crib. And she said that growing up in Costa Rica, basically, like, that was her hobby, like, she, that's what she learned. Like you either picked up an instrument or you did chores around the house or you did something, but you had to pick up an instrument. You had to do something. So with that being said, my pops was always like really writing and speaking. That was his thing. I think he really wanted to be a pastor or a preacher. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you know, with that being said, my first memories of music was that, like seeing it being done in front of me and hearing like certain soul patterns and just different stuff. And then, jumping outside of living in Roosevelt, Long Island, you know what I'm saying? Like, P.E. was the, ahead of his time at the time, and the homies down the block, that was their cousins, and the, the um, lady around the corner, that was like, Pete, I think Flavor Flavor was an uncle or nephew, some type of, it was some type of, but I always seen them. We're talking about Public Enemy, yeah. by the way, for y'all who don't know. Yes. You know, we here in Denver, but it, it goes all the way back to Long Island. Yes. We got that connection, so yes. we're going to talk about that too. But, yes. hey, P.E., connections close by. Yes, yes. Um, Seeing the 9 e Posse actually parking up by the crib and, and, and um, shining their cars and getting everything ready for the tour, whatever show they was doing in Manhattan or whatever, and hearing the music. And I'm like, yo, who's behind the music? Then I met Hank Shockley, I met his family, met like the, the underlings that was doing music. And I told him, I said, yo, watch, I wanna do a beat for y'all one day. I'm gonna do something in the, in the lights of what y'all doing, I wanna do like that. And then going to like the little, we had block parties too, but it was firehouse parties first, like, and then Centennial Park used to have their little 
park jams. And I used to hear, I see the DJs and everybody getting busy right in front of me. And I'm like, wow, this is the cool thing right now. Then I took it back to Mama Love and home team. They was like, if it's not upholding God, it's devil music. And that's when it was called rap music. That's when everybody was antagonizing it. Yo, yo, you like that rap music? That's that devil music, da, 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 da. But the hood was loving it. Like, that was the wave. That was picking up. But, you know, they said, oh, it's not going to last. This is just a little phase. You know what I'm saying? Like jazz or whatever. You're just going to just phase out, whatever, whatever. I saw the big picture because I saw guys like that was like damn near nothing turned into like overnight. Just rapping bars and putting words together, you know what I'm saying? There was a couple dudes in my hood that, you know what I mean, brought people to the hood. Rakim. Oh, man, there was so much people like that was right in front of me that I could reach out and touch and just ask them questions because they was eating either hot dog, paws, you know what I'm saying, or glizzy, you know what I'm saying, or hamburgers or whatever. They was eating fish right, right next to me because they was having the, the park jams and the DJs was the dudes in the hood and they went on tour with P and other people, uh, Eddie Murphy and them, you know what I'm saying? My sister went to school with them, you know what I'm saying, with him, you know what I'm saying? So, like, they was right here. Like, I seen that. I knew I had to be in some type of entertainment or, like, putting together some type of program, like some type of, some, some to, to just, you know, being at the youth center and seeing the DJs teach us how to scratch and teach us how to break dance and teach us, yo, look. And at that time, the 5% nation was like really, really thorough then, you know what I'm saying? If you wasn't about your attributes or you wasn't doing the right thing, they would scold you. Literally, verbally, like scold you. They weren't really physically scold you sometimes, but it wasn't. It wasn't more or less. It was more or less trying to teach you and trying to make you go in the right direction. But they only tar targeted kids that was trying to do the right thing. Kids that they know was like reckless. They was like, you know what? You know that's that's what the world is. You know what I'm saying? But we see something in you, so you know what I mean. So, with that being said, I got those teachings, and then I got. Um, Rastafari teachings from the Rastamans that was in the hood selling weed because that was a good thing to do at the time. It, it wasn't commercially cool, but you had to go to a weed gate to get the weed, to go to the block party, to go to the firehouse and go to the youth center. That's what we came up with, you know what I'm saying? But that being said, I seen the music and I seen, I seen the DJ was the, like that, had a, they, the DJ and the person holding the mic, they were like the controllers of everything. They announced what was going on, they held up who was coming in the parties, whether you were a drug dealer or you, whether you was a working man, they didn't care, they just held you up. Your grandmother could have came through, yo, what up, Grammy? Yo, you fix that pot for me. And it was cool because you know why? They, they included you while you were walking by or while you was at the party. So hosting, I kind of learned from my friends and seeing my friend's pops do it. And they was like, yo, look, you gonna run the ball and yo, you gonna do the pick my crates up or something. So I came in like that, bro. Like, you know what I mean? That's the essence. Yeah. And as far as like music, just like the soul and the, and the reggae, I just tried to put that together because I was hearing that all around me. You know what I'm saying? That was the essence. And then you had the Latin music too that was coming through, you know what I'm saying? With the um, Puerto Ricans, you know what I'm saying? Salvadorians, um, Dominicans, I can't front on them. 
Like everybody that was at the time, it was it was a melting pot at the time. So you, like wherever you go, you always heard music outside, inside the house. I heard music, and outside the house, it was so so, so much music. Growing up on Long Island, mostly correct. More of these memories are coming from correct, correct. I grew up in Roosevelt, and then I went to Five Towns College. I graduated from Five Towns College. I met mad people from different areas of the city. Mm-hmm. I have family all over through the city. I have family in Queens. I have family. If you live in New York, you got family everywhere, damn near. You know what I'm saying? I got family. Uh, bulk of my family is in Brooklyn and the Bronx. So, with that being said, I went to college and my man was already living in Brooklyn. He was in Maryland and he had a, a cousin that had a brownstone in Brooklyn. He was like, yo, look, man. You know what I'm saying? I know you, you you getting of age. I know you want to be up. You know what I'm saying? Your own man. What's up? I got I got a spot for you. I'm like, what? I'm out. I told my mom, yo, mom, I'm about to move out. She like, you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Like, she like, but you know, like you going to Brooklyn, like you know what I'm saying? I'm like, mom, I got family right around the corner. Like you bugging? Like she like, all right. With that being said, I never moved back. From that point, she was like, yo, you really are good. Like, I ain't know how good you was. But during that time, I got the crazy fight from mom, Mama Love first. Papa Duke support me because he went, he, he actually put me through college. That was, that was the essence of what coming from a two-parent household. I mean, a lot of cats, I was fortunate to have that. You know what I'm saying? And that's why a lot of cats looked at me and was like, yo, dog, we ain't going to let you do no bullshit. You know what I'm saying? We, you come from that family, that Huxtable family that we were always wanted. You know what I'm saying? Not like y'all bougie or nothing. Y'all invited whoever who came to the crib. Y'all wasn't shitting on nobody. That's that's my word. You know what I'm saying? But they always wanted that for me. And they always saw it like, yo, dog, nah, we're going to teach you everything so you can help us get out. You know what I'm saying? And I know you're going to bring whoever else. I ain't even worried about that. Like, we just going to put that, invest that time in you. And with that being said, that's what got me perfect, you know what I'm saying? So boom, I went to Brooklyn. That's when everybody was like, Pew, yo, Playboy. It's like a big Roosevelt when I went, when I moved to Bed-Stuy. 484 Quincy Street. As Soon as I popped up on the steps, started playing my music, I started playing my beats, letting them know, yo, this and that and third. Plus I had a job working at Daddy's house right after college and Daddy's house was the biggest shit going on at the time. This was when I worked there during the Sean incident, you know what I'm saying? And I was in the studio with Sean and Diddy, and it was just me. And they was not talking to each other. How you like that? You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I'm not going to tell nobody nothing, but, you know, because of legal stuff, you know what I'm saying? They wasn't talking. But I worked there for like four years. With that being said, I was, I worked in, I mean, <clears throat> I worked there from Long Island, but I moved to Brooklyn like a year later after working in there. Okay. So it was dope. So now, Going to Daddy's house from Brooklyn it was like a crazy transition. So I met the whole Junior Mafia like my first year. Then I told them where I lived at. They was like, "Son, you up the block from the from the red?" Like, and Bristow was one of the homies that really took me in when I came to Brooklyn. And then it was Maroc, which was down with the hood fellas. I can't front on Maroc. I can't front on the whole hood fellas, man. Like they they took me in when I came to Brooklyn. So. Being that, with that being said, everybody that wanted a feature, they had to come to my crib, you know what I'm saying? So I was the guy outside of working in studios throughout New York City. So my mom's just like, yo, 
yo, like, you really wasn't. Like, I see it, your name. Like, people ask me from church, like, yo, I see your son doing mad joints. Like, what's good? Like, yeah, I am. Like, yeah, I'm good. So it made mommy proud. And that was, like, the whole thing, like, to make my parents proud. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because the time, hip-hop wasn't. That wasn't it. Nowhere near where it is yeah, today. Yeah, it wasn't it. That was like, yeah, all right, get a job. UPS is hiring. Real rap. FedEx hiring. So, you know what I'm saying? With that being said, I just sharpened my shop, my skills. Now, pow, let's speed up a little bit. Now, I got the daddy's house joint working. So now, daddy's house, basically, he got he lost the deal with Sony. You know what I'm saying? Everybody know that. Um transition basically you had to cut the workers you know what i'm saying but i was first on so but i made all my contacts so i was cool i learned what i was supposed to learn i was in there asking questions i wasn't being a groupie the first day i met puff it was on it was on after that it was on like i ain't have no no he never yelled at me none of that dumb shit that i see on tv none of that crazy shit like it was cool I was I was with Half Pierre, like all of them, like everybody know me that was was in the studio, and I was the assistant engineer. But a lot of times the engineer would either get drunk, high, whatever, and I would take over the session because I'm the, I know what I'm doing, and they yeah. would they would allow me to do it because they like yo, you know what? You just gave me a tip, like yo, rock out, son. Let me see what, what. But I still get my points or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And I got a check. That was the whole thing. I was working. I wasn't. Yo, let me get this. Nah, I was working, my brother. I had a check. I ain't going to hold you. So with that being said, um, they cut me. So I started working at, um, damn, what's the name of the joint? Hold up. About to come to me. Um, it was around the corner. Anyway, started working there. So everybody in their moms came through there. It was a, I, had a, I worked at Rocket Rehearsal, and then I worked at Unique. Yeah, that's what it was called, Unique Studios. And working at Unique, Guru came through there. Um, Tony Toka came through. That was their regular spots. Um, Ray Kwan, that was their regular spots when, when shit was going on. Uh, D-Dot, um, MOP, that's when, M -O that's when I first met MOP. They was actually doing well. I was in the session while I'm in Rock, and they was famous doing an interview. Well, they, all of them was doing an interview with MTV or something like that. And I just happened to sit on the couch and Fame was talking about, yo, man, yeah, I really get my inspiration for reggae. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, super cat, da, da, da. And just like, everything just like rung off and I just sat in the back and I'm like, word, son, super cat? Like, mind you, living in Long Island, super cat, that's where he lived at. And that's who helped me in the transition of me going to school it's another story. Wu-Tang wanted to sign us because we had a group called Most High Generation. And Supercat's manager and Supercat saw the contract and it was like, yo, the contract is, don't sign that contract. But that was this contract, standard contract at the time. It wasn't like the lawyer really gave them the contract. It was a standard contract at the time. So at the time, I had a relationship with Supercat. So with that being said, I'm putting pieces together. So after his interview, I'm like, yo, fame, you already know you're my man. I'm like, Supercat is my brother. Like, I ain't gonna hold you. Like, word? Like, for real? I'm like, yeah. He's like, yo, I sample mad at his shit. You think he clear it for me? I'm like, I don't know, but I'll give you the link. He's like, word? All right, boom. 
Got them on the phone, they was talking, whatever, whatever. Fast forward, my wedding, 2016, they was both at my wedding, you know what I'm saying? With tech, you know what I'm saying? And a couple other people that I can't mention, not can't mention, but you know what I'm saying? They was there, if you wasn't there, you wasn't there, you know what I'm saying? But you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the elements I come from. Like, and then meeting um, Tech and Steel and um, Smith and Wesson, at um, Lyricist Lounge before, like, Lyricist Lounge was like what I'm doing now with the Beast Bodega. Basically, it was for performers to get up, get their drinks off and basically have a have a, a leverage of people looking at you. That, that At the time, it was A&Rs and people looking for talent. So with that being said, it was like, if you was on Lyricist Lounge, you was like something. You was your name was ringing a bell. Then you had End of the Week, which was another one. It was called E A W, E O W. Sorry, End of the Week. You had a couple different joints, but Lyricist Lounge was like really making noise. But E O W was like the longest one standing, and they had mad different venues. Anyway, make a long story short, like if you wasn't on that, kind of wasn't nobody. I ain't gonna hold you. You was in, you was crawling. I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't gonna hold you. Those was like SOBs, um, Planet Twenty Eight. I like, love SOBs. Yeah. I've been there a bunch of times, and a lot of the independent artists that I speak with now are still going up through there. It's still like a proving venue. proving ground almost. Right. You have to go through there to like. Then you had CBGBs. Then you had little spots in the village. And let me t- let me tell y'all, son. It was never a sausage party. I'm telling you, it was females in there that you. If your name was on the bill, you want to be there. Because females was coming out. Their homeboys was there. Drug dealer dudes was there. They was bringing females out. Females was actually out. So I'm trying to create that same vibe here. Because I see when you go to the concerts here, the females love the artists too. So I want to be inclusive. Whether whatever you, whatever you go with. I want you to come. I want it to be everybody there. You know what I'm saying? This, I don't want it to be a sausage fest. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Hip hop is, is, we over that lump already. You know what I mean? Everybody, little kids, grandmas like it. So, you know what I mean? And uh, we trying to curate it like that. You know what I mean? As opposed to, no, you can't go, man. No, no. Nah, everybody's inclusive. From you like hip hop, from you like good music, that's what we trying to include, T-Mac. That's it. Let's talk about it a little more. You just brought it up. Beats Bodega. Yes. I mean, that's my initial, like, you know, initially where I saw you at, mm-hmm. saw what you were doing, uh, linked with you. Yes. And first I heard it, Beats Bodega. I'm like, who out here is calling something a bodega? Right. Hold up. Like, you know, what's going on? Come to find out, you know, he's from New York, yes. L.I., so yes. it all makes sense, yes. right? And I love the vibe that you said you're putting together, all inclusive. Yes. Anybody could come out. You could rock. Like, you know, that's what it's here for. If you're a vendor, you could sell your joints too. Like, If you're a vendor, hey, hit him up. Yeah. What's uh, what, what's the social media? Where, face, where can they face, find you at? Face to Feet at IG. Face to Feet on IG and Face to Feet Music. Mm. So Same person. W- when did Beats Bodega first start? Uh, I would say about, this is the 14th one coming up. So about... Two, three months ago, mm-hmm. the idea spun off of Dusty Science. I must say that because um, Carissa and Gil and Four Five, we were at River and we were talking. And we asked about Matt E, which is my man that was doing the Dusty Science. So she was like, "Man, I wonder if we could do that again." And I'm like, "Well, Matt E is actually going through something right now." But he gave me the the. <clears throat> 
the 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 marathon joint to actually run with it. You know what I'm saying? So the 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 pole. So the baton. Yeah, the baton basically. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah. I was like, all right, cool. So she was like, all right. So if you want to do that, you can have a Thursday. And I'm like, say no more. So I I called them up, and we chopped it up. And then I was waiting for the graphics, and it so happened I already had Beast Bodega from from LI. Like I had that that concept from a long time, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna let him rock because I don't want to take away from that. You know what I'm saying? I already had Beast Bodega from when I first dropped here, and I was like, yo, they had Beast Social, they had a different joints, and I was like, yo, nah, Beast Bodega, where you could get uh, anybody could perform, anybody could. Show love. Anybody could, you know what I mean? It's, it's a bold thing. You don't know what you're gonna get. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, you, got, you got a variety, right? You might come in here for a chopped cheese and, and leave with sandwich with a whole, with, with a whole meal. Like, with, you know what I mean? Something I don't know. Like yeah, you, you never know. Me? You never know. You might see something <laughs> on the shelf. Like, nah, I want that too. So, with that being said, it's for vendors. It's for MCs. It's for everybody. T Mac. Like, that's how I saw it. I saw it as it was a need. First, it was a need for a weekly event because everybody says once a month or every couple months. Nah, if you're doing hip-hop and if you're doing this religiously every day, this is in your DNA and this is what you practice and this is what you and get busy for all you, you know what I'm saying? All you, I'm providing that for them. Like, that's what I want. Of course I could do the whole four hours by myself, but that would be boring, T-Mac. Super boring. I don't want to do that. Why? It's for everybody. Spread the love. Yeah, it's for everybody. Like, where I came from, we all shine off for each each one, teach one. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how we know everything. Like, you know what I'm saying? If I'm, yo, nah, it's my joint. Nah, that's corny. That ain't going to rock. Nobody's going to get, you don't, you're not getting nowhere. And, I, and then it's like you're a gatekeeper. And I'm not a gatekeeper. I'm a, if anything, I'm a gate raiser. <laughs> I'm a blow the, I'm blow the, gate open, yeah, man. I'm a blow the motherfucking door off that motherfucker so nobody, everybody get in this motherfucker, you feel me? Straight. Yeah, man. And so a couple months has been going on and it feels like it's been building, man. It, it really does feel it that way. You know, a little more people building. every time. Different um, people every time, too. Different people every time. I'm running into people that I met in the springs a nice. year ago at different events. Nice. Like, it, it was dope. It, it's dope to see the connections, make connections there. Yes. Uh, you never know who you're going to be introduced there. So, Correct. hey, Beats Bodega every Thursday, every River Thursday. Barn Gallery yes. and Rhino. Yes. Check it out. We're going to be there. And, you know, it's, it's mostly for producers. He said it's for everybody. It's been a lot of producers up there. But, mm -hmm. hey, your boy MCs. Mac is going to rock the tables yes. for an instrumental set. Yes. Not, not necessarily my own beats. Maybe I'll slip in a joint or two. Hey, but, you know, no, you got to come. You got to come. We're going to rock, you know, yeah. some of the legends and let the MCs do their yeah, thing. Yeah, basically, that's, that's what it is. Like, it's a haven. It's actually a venue. So you can actually promote what you're doing at the time. Yeah, you might be in your garage, your basement, whatever. The guys might say, "Yo, this is hot. Try it out. Mm. This is where you. This is where you want to work it out at." Mm. You know what I mean? And then we're really trying to take the show on the road. Like I really want to do a Beast Bodega album. Really want to like take you guys to see New York. I want to take you guys to see mm. other things. Like it's you only can see it through my eyes, but I wanted to see it through your own eyes. Then that way, it's gonna be a better experience for everybody. You know what I mean? Because I know a lot. But what's the sense of me knowing all this and if I'm not sharing it or if I'm not teaching what I know? I don't want to take this to my grave. 
Why? Hey, it's the essence of hip hop, yeah, right? Yeah, like I got my own passive baton. Right. I'm not gonna always be around. I tell y'all that now. So with that being said, I want to give back. This is my give back to Denver, Colorado, and to Colorado. Period. If you're in Boulder, you in the Springs, you in Fort Collins, you in anywhere. Like I want to give back to you. If if, if you can't come, I want to come to you. So if you can find a venue out there, we're gonna do the same thing. You know what I'm saying? But I definitely want you to come and celebrate with me. You know what I mean? Come on out, yo. It, yeah. it's, uh, it's lit every Thursday. It's a lot every of fun. Every Thursday. It's just fun. You know what I mean? Now, I, I think I'm going to change up the format a little bit because I see that people grasp to the instrumentals. And it's kind of karaoke style, but like I want to do an instrumental party like for the next couple joints. Like you said, you know what I'm saying? And then mix it up. And then now I want to have like a little Beats Bodega Symphony. All the beat makers come together, sit at the round table. Somebody play the drums. Somebody oh. play the sample. Somebody play the percussion. Yeah. Somebody play, you know what I mean? The bass line, you know what I mean? And it's all all of us right there in front of you. And then somebody can Live rap. Live art. Right. Live art. Live sound art. That's what, I, that's what I really want to promote. Because I saw the void and I seen the lack. And I'm like, yo, there's so much talent here. Let's promote what's here. You know what I mean? Yeah, I could say, yo, this person is... Blah, blah, blah. No, I don't want to do that. I want you guys to see what's here. Mm. This is your, this is me and you, like, together. Like, this is what we could, we, could, we could show the world what's going on. And then I really want to take it on the road. That's it. I have a studio coming. That's going to be our hey. next in- interview. You know what I'm saying? We might do a Beast Bodega in the studio live. You heard? New studio on the way. Hey, man, a lot of things are happening out here. A lot of yes. things bubbling. And I like what you just said, where, you, where you're trying to bring it and, and take it to these different goals and ideas yes. about it. So uh, I, I can't wait to, to see the evolution and see mm-hmm. it get there, man. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Um, yeah, if, if, if you guys want to be on a Beats Bodega, hit him up, you know? Yeah, face to feet. I'm not, I'm, if you see me in the street, holla at me. Like, I'm not hard to talk to. I need, I need y'all. How you like this? I need y'all. So it's every Thursday event. Like it's every Thursday. Like you got four Thursdays in a month. If you can't make it one Thursday, you could gotta make it. You tell the boss, yo, look, I'm sick. I, I sub me out make this Thursday. Yeah, make arrangements. It's every Thursday. Like I got. I expect to see at least one of y'all that's watching this to come through. You know what I mean? Every Thursday and some. You mean? I mean, you talk about moving around, bringing it places. Yes. We brought it up. You brought it up to a radio station a correct, few weeks ago. Correct, correct. That's that a whole dope. fun, different vibe, yes, right? Yes, uh, Bringing it to DJ different Khan. places on Saturday nights, yeah, you know, d- yeah. d- different vibes. Yes, yes, as, as needed because, like, I see the void. We know we went through this little disaster with COVID and all that, so it was like people wanted new things to do. People wanted to see new talent, so people wanted to... Just get it out and do new things. This is the new thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And even if you don't rap, just support. Yeah. You know what I mean? You like good music, bring your friend. Everybody likes music, man. Right. Like, <laughs> you're going to find some good music. You're going to find drinks. There. You're going to find all that. Whatever. What, just come spend five minutes. If you, if, if you don't like it after five minutes, you don't like it. It's not for you. I get it. But. Definitely going to spend more than five minutes. I yeah. guarantee you that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm looking forward to seeing y'all there. Yes, yes. Let's talk about when you initially came out to Denver. How? What, what's your initial connection to Colorado? How did you think about moving out here, man? How, how did we end up here right now? Well, the missus, man, she's, she, it was either Jamaica 
or Colorado for my birthday. So came in, uh, what was it, 2014 first for my birthday. You know, I'm so used to going uptown and copping haze and sour. So the missus was like, yo, look, man. Look, I'm gonna take you somewhere different. She don't even smoke, mind you. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so okay. I, I respect that. So we, we came out here the first time. I'm like, yo, look, between me and you, I can't enjoy this by myself. I went straight to the and mail it back to myself. Anyway, with that being said, right, I enjoyed it back home too. And I told people when I went, I'm like, yo, son, I think I might move to Colorado. My homeboys was like, what? Colorado? What's in Colorado? What? Son, you skiing, son? Son, son, stop playing with me, son. You skiing, son? Like, you really want some ski shit, son? I'm like, nah, son. Like, I really like the vibe. It's cool. Cool how, man? It's cold out there, bro. Like, that, like all type. So then I had to go again. So the second time I went for my birthday was this following year. I liked it so much. I'm like, yo, nah, this is dope. And then we at the hotel. The dude was wiring up a transformer. You know, I'm an electrician by trade, mind okay. you. You know what I'm saying? I learned that in Nashville. On a, We're going to speak on that on the next interview. Anyway, oh, okay, look. Okay, okay. So anyway, look. So the dude was wiring the, the transformer wrong. I'm blowing it down. Wah, bah, bah, bah. And he looking at me like, the fuck this dude know? I'm like, what do you mean what I know? I'm like, yo, you crossing the wire. It's not going to work. So he went in the side. I guess try to fire it up or whatever. It didn't start. Came outside. I told him, I see your phase is wrong, bro. Like, you, one of your, la whoever mislabeled the wire, one of them phases is wrong. Test your, test your phases. So he tested the phases. He's like, oh, yo, you right, bro. Put it back together. Fired it up. Him and the manager came back outside. It was like, yo, yo, what up? You want a job? I'm blowing it down. I'm like, word? I'm like, I'm actually on a job in New York. I'm on vacation, you know? You know what I'm saying? He's like, I don't care. Welcome to Colorado. He's like, yo, you come here, I got you. And the guy was like, yo, man, you could really work here. Man. I'm telling you, you know your stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> so, you know, on the plane, I'm talking to the missus. I'm like, yo, that's dope. So I got over the job while blowing it down. Like, that's crazy. That's rare. You know what I mean? Really rare. Then I went on, you know, Indeed and Craigslist to see what's going on out here. <laughs> crazy need for electricians. So I was like, oh, word? A lot, of, a lot of building, a lot of new shit happening out here. A lot of here. new joints they happening. They need all them kinds Skill, of workers. Yeah, they need, they need skilled workers. You know what I'm saying? So I saw that, and I'm like, all right, boom. I was actually on a prevailing wage job for the uh, state of New York. So if anybody know about that, I was getting chicken. So I said, you know what? I'm, I'm taking this chicken, and I'm coming to Colorado with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to make what it, I'm going to make my ducks count. You know what I'm saying? So... You see where we at? Where we, we interviewing at? <laughs> Sheesh! We got a lot of space over Sheesh. here. We got high ceilings. We both tall, yes. tall dudes, and we and it's very comfortable walking very through this area right now. Yes, man. yes. Very nice, very clean, you man. Know? And we right across from the from the uh, ball field. Hey, actually. hey, the game's happening right, <laughs> right now. now. You know, we and could have the game on, on one of the right. multiple Multi TVs in uh, here right em. now. You know, but maybe after. You know, after. You know that. You know what I'm saying. But you here with us. You know what I'm saying. Beast Bodega, T Mac. You know the vibes. Face Beast Bodega conversations with T Mac. Yes. Man, it's going down. It's going down in a few weeks. And actually, something yeah. I want to do so. is bring my setup to a 
to a beach bodega yes. and do a little car wash interview and one Dope. after the other. Let me, let me talk to everybody, you Let's know, go. because there's only a certain amount of time in the day. A lot of dope people out there. And, yes. you know, we got to we gotta expose them a little yes. bit. I don't have time to give everybody a two-hour conversation right now. But, hey, let's let's all meet up at a beach bodega I'm and, with that. and have some conversations. I'm with it. Shorts. Shorts, real short, 60 seconds or less, you heard? Let's go, get it off. Get it off off. Right, if you had a good week, you had a bad week, whatever, talk about it, you know what I'm saying? Let us know, let us know. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. We're trying to give back. That's all we're trying to do. we're, We're not native, as people say, but we're trying to give back the essence of what native New Yorkers would do if they saw a situation that needed our help. This is what we're doing. You see in the nice uh, side of all the New Yorkers once yes. they come out here to Colorado. Let yes. me tell you that. Yes. Walking to the dispo is one mind-blowing thing, but also, you know, just people is saying hi and, like, yeah. being polite and yeah. asking, oh, how are you? How are you today? Like, yeah, it's different, Really, man. like, di- literally really asking you, not, like, how are you today to try to get around you? Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, how you doing? Right. How you doing? Right. Yeah, how you doing? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Man, but Colorado, hey, I, I had some similar experiences, man. You nice. know, came out here with the lady for the first time nice. on vacation. Nice. She bought me tickets to a Wu-Tang show on my birthday. We ended up coming oh, out a man. couple months later, but, you know, a little birthday connection yes. coming out to Colorado. And, yeah, just seeing it, experiencing it is dope, man. Oh, man. It's really dope. So, hey, everybody, come on. Come on and visit. Yeah. Come experience the Beast Bodega. You know, we, he's taking it on the road soon. Yeah. But, hey, c- come and get it at the essence at the core what it is right now. We're building right now. It's in building stages. You know what I mean? Like, I need you guys to, like, support, tell your friends, tell everybody. This is all-inclusive. We're not trying to, yo, we don't mess with, the, we mess with everybody. How you like that? Yeah. Everybody's included. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, you go to River different days of the week. There'll be guitar lessons right. and all different type right. of shit happening. Right. So right. come out and rock, man. That's right. like the most open place like you could be at around here. For Plus real. the drinks is on fire and the chicken wings is on fire. Like we doing. Yeah, we, they need to bring the wings back, back, man. Don't worry. They've been it's, on, uh, uh, on ice for a minute. <laughs> don't worry. But, hey, they're coming back. They're coming and, back. And, but uh, the drinks is all, always phenomenal. Yeah, man. You know absolutely. I mean? Big shout out to River Bar and yes. Gallery. Yes. So let's talk about your music making a little bit. How you okay. got started initially. Let's bring back the timeline a little bit. Yeah. When did you first start making music? You talked about growing up in the household, you know, Boy, being team. around you in the family. But, you know, first getting your hands on some beats or, or even earlier, you Boy, play team. instruments in school. Like, like, take me on this musical journey nah. that you had. My brother What a four track. And a Kaya six, S612 sampler. We were in Hollis, Queens. He went to go do his one-twos before he went off to college for a couple of years. If you know what college is in New York, you know what college is. Anyway, yeah, yeah. he was outside doing what he does. <clears throat> Not that he's doing it now. Anyway, so he left me in the house. There's a couple records. Some stuff that he was doing. My brother was always into music, but not as skilled as I was into music. I saw it from a different aspect. He would always be on the mic and selecting and stuff like that. So I saw it and I was like, yo, a four track, a sampler, record player. So I just started, first the records that he had was reggae. So I just started taking like little bits from the reggae records, kicks, snare, hi-hat. 
And at the time, you had to you had to actually press the button. There was no keyboard or nothing. You had to press the button for the sample. So I did one track of the kick. You know what I'm saying one track of the snare. You know what I'm saying. And then next track was I don't remember what the next track was. I think it was a bass line. And then it was like little part, little stabs I would get. Yeah. So my brother was like a real short sample yeah, time. Yeah, my brother. But no, you could you can make it long sample time. But okay. the, the, the 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 notches on a joint you could physically move like 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 faders. Okay. So the start time was going this way, and the end time would be going this way. So you had to okay. match it up like that. Okay. Okay. And trigger it like it was a play stop button. So I made that. My brother came back, and I was listening to the headphones rocking. He like, what are you what are you what are you rocking? So he put on the speaker at the time. I think he got a speaker that day or whatever. Put it in, plugged in. It was like, yo, this is wicked. But before that, Pops bought me a Synsonic drums. That's how I know all was nice on drums. Synsonic drums is like a Toys R Us drum machine. You know what I'm saying? If you all, it, it, I'm showing my, my age right now. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, I was nice on that. So I figured it out. I'm like, yo, if I could press buttons to get the beats right, Oh man, just show me where I could sample that because I'm hearing all of everything that I want to sample. So you already sort of understood the process. So you knew once you saw the equipment, you know, and was figured it out. You you it, it was off to the races. Yes. It sounds like. And then it was so funny. My brother got the equipment. He was like, "I don't. What I'm gonna do with a four track and a sampler? I don't know nothing about this." Somebody said I needed this at the time, <laughs> and I was like, "All right, cool." So. At the time, he was like, yo, man, this is like a little demo. So he let his boys hear His voice is like, yo, son, this is like a like a real jam. Like, we could really rap over this. So he was like, yo, you know, you got, you got a little talent. So then I let my other homeboy, Mark Richardson, hear it. And Mark was like, hold on, what you did that way? He was like, I said, a car. He's like, the 950? I'm like, nah, 612. He's like, the 612 was before the 950. How did you get your hands on the 612? Like, nobody has a 612. And it used to take these little floppy disks. And he told me how to save it on these little floppy disks. And I was like, I ain't care about saving. I was so hyped to learn it and be like, like, yo, I did Making this, it right? And, and I with did it. this, like, on some fly, on some joint, like, skipping needle and all that. And he was like, yo, look. I'm gonna take you somewhere. I'm gonna let you see what's going on. Wow. Rest in peace. Um, what's son from the stead that just passed away? Name Granddaddy IU. He took me to Granddaddy IU crib. I never forget that. Granddaddy IU had an R50, MPC60, and an SP12. I'm looking like, what the hell is that? And then I'm hearing what he was making. He was like, oh, I got this from these records right here. It was like a plethora of records. And then my man, Mark, was bringing records to him, too. And it was like, this is how everything is done? This is dope, yo. So I just I just finagled making music through that. And then another, fast forward, another homeboy was a protege of LP. So he was showing me, he was showing me stuff on a 950 as well. So as he was showing me stuff on a 950, it was like I was like, "Word, this is crazy! Like you showing me stuff on a 950, like this is what the 950 could do." And he was like, "Now nah, I'm using the SP1200 for the drums, and I'm using the 950 for all the long samples." I'm like, "All right, cool." 
fast forward, I go to college, my man Chase, no Dougie Diamonds. Now Dougie Diamonds, he got he the guy right now. Anyway, prior to that, he showed me another time on the SP twelve hundred and nine fifty how to rock. He heard the beats that I was doing at the time while I was in college. While I was in college, my professors was like, yo, dog, you gonna be something, son. Like, your sound is impeccable. So the college you went to, you mentioned is Five Towns, which is a yeah. music school. Yes, in Long Island. So, Big I mean, what, what was your decision to to go to music school? Why why was it take that route instead of just go keep doing it, on, you know, how you were doing it at the time? Well, it wasn't respected on on that type of level. It was like, oh, it's a hobby. And then you had IER, which was Institute of Audio Research. Then you had like two other schools and then it was Five Towns College. And you know, coming from two-parent household, there wasn't really, that institute, that shit was like a, like a, a high school, like that's what they clowned it as, you know what I mean? It was clown, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't got no, no degree at the time, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are you really doing? Then, speaking with my professors and dudes that was actually doing music, they came from a rock and roll and jazz standpoint, so they worked with different jazz artists, and they were teachers. So that kind of like, kind of mesmerized me more. Okay, that you could be a musician, an right, artist, and, right. and also fulfill a teaching role as right. well. That, but more or less get money from it. And have money from it. Okay. And, and have a, like a secure, you without a, a real job right, of music. Right. Okay. As okay. opposed to a guy with a certificate. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these people didn't even have nothing. Like, they just knew how to rock the machine. Yeah. But coming from, like I told you, from... My mom's having her degrees and my pops haven't had their degrees. It was frowned upon if you don't have a degree. So that was my degree. Pops believed in it. So with that being said, I didn't get financial aid. I'm sorry. My people's made too much together. You know what I'm saying? So my pops really shelled out the bread <clears throat> for me to do what I'm doing. That's why I take it so seriously. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because my mother, ain't, she, she wasn't feeling that. She was like, yo, go get a regular position. Go do a lawyer joint or whatever, whatever. But Pops was like, yo, nah, everybody, I see, I see the attraction that you getting. And it's good attraction. It's not like you picking up with bums. Like, people are coming to the house like, yo, your son is ill. Like, yo, whatever he's doing, y'all keep that up. You know what I'm saying? And it was dope. Like, I got that encouragement. So with that being said, college and seeing uh, – Dougie Diamonds and um, son that just passed away. Uh, Granddaddy, Granddaddy, I yeah, Granddaddy, I you do do the music. It just opened my eyes up, and I'm like, nah, son, this is exactly what I want to do. I'm doing party, mind you. I'm doing college parties at 14 with my brother and them. You know what I'm saying my brother went to Northeastern University. So with that being said. They needed a DJ at one time. He's like, yo, my little brother is nice to DJ. These niggas is whack. Yeah. So he brought me out there, and he already had the turntables. He had shit buzzing already because his whole joint. You know what I'm saying? So I was actually doing parties at 14, 15. That's, si that's wild. Yeah, my that's experience Yeah, right my there, sister like. and my brother put me out there first. You know what I'm saying? I was doing their friends' parties first. And I, that's how I knew. I was like, you know what? I got something. And after that, 
just went hard with it. That's mm. it. Like, because where we come from, you only could go hard. You can't. That's the only way to do it. Yeah, they don't respect <laughs> You soft. better come with it. Right. They don't respect nothing else. And then getting accolades around the town and then going to Brooklyn, getting accolades in Brooklyn just on the walkthrough. Yo, son, you got the studio, right? Yo, son, my man did a demo with you. Yo, son, he never even recorded before, but you made him sound like a million bucks, yo. Mm-hmm. Y'all respect that, bro. People just coming through and just just respecting the craft, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not leaving no mess, just happy to be around you, just giving you all your accolades right then and there, like, yo, boy, yo, if anybody say anything to you, or call my name, bro, I got you, bro. Like, And I'm like, word, I ain't been moving like that. But at the same time, that was the love I was giving wow. because I was giving back the same craft. Like, yo, look, I got a stew. Come through, go record. Yeah. Yo, you want to do this mixtape? I got you. Yo, we can't afford no big studio. Come on, I got the big studio. Come on, I'll make you sound like you wow. a million bucks. Mad people. Those that are gonna watch this video, you gonna see. They gonna be like, "Yo, that's my man." I ain't gonna hold you. So that's that's that, that's it, bro. <laughs> so talk about you know what you do. You feel like you you learned like a whole different technical aspect of yep. music in school. Yep. And then talk about sort of your journey as an engineer. Was it right after that that you started re- dur- really engineering for dur- people dur- and recording dur- during during school? I was engineering. Yeah, I was in, actually engineering. Like I had my own studio. Which was, I learned a lot from reggae artists. I learned a lot from Supercat. I learned a lot from Shaggy. I learned a lot from where they, Shaba. I learned a lot from Cuddy. Where they recorded that was in Long Island, which ACNF recording studios in, Long, in Freeport, Long Island. Like, that's where all the hot records was coming through at the time, you know what I'm saying, in, in New York. And my brother brought me there <clears throat> to meet um, Mikey. You know what I'm saying? Mikey was like the head engineer at the time with Philip Smart, who who passed away a couple years ago. But those was like my accolades. And then Jalife from Brooklyn was always there. That was Philip's like right hand. So Jalife kind of put me in in a whole different light too. Jalife was like, nah, son, I need you. So I used to do a lot of um, reggae recording too. So that was my first elements of doing dub plates and having people come through the fly like, yo, play this, play this. And I gotta do it right then and there. And then my man had a my man Goldfinger had a cutting studio. It was me and Roger Worries first, had our own studio together. Then it was uh Goldfinger studio was right ac- like right next door and he was cutting dub plates. So as we were recording the the artist would actually cut the dub plate right then and there. And then we go to the party in Brooklyn or in Long Island, wherever, and rock and tear it down. How you like that? So I I knew the promoters. I knew everybody. So this promotion thing, it's not in me, but it was so much around me. I never did my own party prior to Beast Bodega. But all my friends was doing parties. You just knew what to do. Yeah, they had sound systems. We was cutting dubs. We had studios. So we knew the artists that was coming. We knew the the, the members of the opposite, like how you say the ops, the opposite side was coming. We knew what was going on. So I was always firsthand stringing up the sound, make sure the mics was right. Like that was me. Like you know That's what I mean. Real technical aspect <laughs> yeah. of this. Not not too many people that I speak with. Even some of the producers that I speak with, you know, they're very talented people. But a lot of them are doing it at home still, and you know, don't have that. 
that's a whole nother skill set. Yeah, being, I had like the whole being records, in the studio, man. recording the artists, setting up the mics, really getting the levels right. Yes. Not just, you know, chopping the sample, which is all, re- all due respect, you know. I'm not saying nothing, but like there's just we different, was making the so samples. many different parts, uh, you know, in, in the creation process that, you know, it's dope to hear. You, you were involved in a lot of aspects yes. of it and, you know, really learned, went to school for it. Yep. Before YouTube University was a thing, right? Yes, yes. So that, that's another reason to, to go to school for it. And one thing I was thinking is it's cool that, you know, your parents weren't saying go to school and you just went for liberal arts right. or, or some business. Right. You know what I mean? Which could have been beneficial. You, right. know, you go away, you get experience. But for you to have that Audio music instinct in you and, and to go for that, man, this is like n- nothing better, really. Like you followed the exact path yeah. you're supposed to be on almost. Exactly, exactly. And, and to the point where... My professor was like, I was actually telling people in school, like, shh, be quiet. Because the professor I'm is trying to actually, pay attention right yeah, now. Yeah, like, and they wouldn't get it. They're like, man, you're into rap. Like, that's not going away. And he, meanwhile, he's talking about rock EQs and how the EQ snares and stuff like that. So when they sent me to get my first demo, which was on a two-inch tape, I don't know if you guys, it's as wide as your phone. The tape was as wide as your phone. So anyway, when I played my demo for the class, my professor was like, yo, this is what I'm talking about, the EQ. Like, you see his EQ? You see how his snare's cutting through? You see how his kick drum is cutting through? Everybody else's demo was horrible, you hear me? And I was proud of that. Thank you, Professor Diablo. No, Diallo, yeah. That was was his name at the time. Anyway, make a long story short. That's when I knew, I'm like, nah, son, I got something, bro. Like, I got to continue this, bro. And then, like I said, doing the Lyricist Lounge, like, anybody ain't do Lyricist Lounge, bro. Like, you had to know some. We, I was there, we did the Lyricist Lounge when Rod Digger got um, put on with Buster. Like, our name was Most High Generation at the time. We was on that fly. It was Q-Tip's face on the fly. It was a green fly. I'll never forget that fly. It was a green face fly, and it was Most High Generation, Rod Diggs and the Outsiders. Rod Diggs and the Outsiders, and somebody else, and somebody else. It's like four, four or five names. That's why I always keep it down to about four or five acts. You know what I mean? And then just keep it open mic. You know why? You know why? Because I give you the chance, if it's an every week event, I give those that do this every every week a half an hour. Because if you go on tour, that's what you're going to be good doing. You're not doing no 10 minutes. You're not doing five minutes. In five minutes, my attention span is I might be going to, to the bathroom or go to the bar. I might not even hear what you're doing. Yeah. But if you got a half an hour, it's something in that half an hour I'm going to I'm gonna be drawn to, something. So with that being said, I'm training them. You know what I mean? Like it's a training because – if you go with the big leagues, you're going to get your whole time. Your whole album is not 15 minutes. Yeah. Your whole album is a half an hour to an hour. So I'm trying to get you in the essence of captivating the crowd for that. Formulaic. Yeah, with it. you know what I'm saying? Because this is what's taught to me. Like, yeah, we had those 15-minute shows, but the 15-minute shows got me to the half an hour shows where people want to just be like, yo, what they got? Why they here? Yo, Q-Tip is bigging them up. Yo, who, why, why, what's going on? Yeah. Need that time. You need the Let time. Breathe. Yeah, and that is, and if this is your craft, then you need to captivate the crowd to let them see why you need that time. Because anybody can give you five to ten minutes, but five to ten minutes is what? Nothing. Unless you're speaking, unless you're like 
doing some magical event where they have to be our eyes on you. But if you're doing music, anybody, uh, I'm talking over that. I'm DJ Clue in your joint. No, no offense to DJ Clue, but I'm talking over your joint. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So with that being said, I'm trying to curate that as if you was going on tour or you was in town for your... People came to see your set. I'm doing a beat set. My beats is two minutes each, so I'm playing maybe five to ten beats. Not saying I'm rewinding it too for the artists that want to spit over the joint. So, you know what I mean? Like, this is a set. Like, this is what sets involve. Mm -hmm. And if you do rock and roll, I learned this, all of this from rock and roll. And if you know rock and roll, it's, you don't get 10 minutes. You know I'm saying there's no yeah. 10 minutes and the setup time is 10 minutes. I was going to say that the band is set up is going to take on. a lot than 10 even. Come on. Yeah. You're getting half an hour set, so why we can't do it in, in hip-hop? I love it. You know, and, and, and not squash it because I see a lot, of, <clears throat> a lot of venues get squashed and then if somebody goes over the time, now the, the act that people really wanted to see can't perform long enough or the mics get cut off, especially in New York. Like, the mics get, yo, if it's, if it's hard line. Yeah, like, you could be dead on your last. Yo, Seen what happened? happened? Yo, that's my favorite dude. Why you going to cut his mic? His time is up. That's why. Yep. I'm not trying to do that. I want you to get your time. I got every week venue. Tap in. You can rock. Tap in, man. Yeah, Let's I'm not go. prejudiced. <laughs> Let's talk about the name. Face Defeat. Forever, always, constant elevation. elevation. Yes, I got that from one of my Asiatic friends in college. You know what I'm saying, Antoine. I was a god. Like he, like yo, man, you gotta have attributes to your name, man. What's up? I never forget it. He heard my beats. I heard his beats. On how you did that? How you did? Oh, you saved the guy. Oh man. Then we find out we was Virgos. Since then, Link, you know what I'm saying? So, defeat, I'm working on it. I got a couple different ones, but I ain't I ain't put it together yet. Okay. But forever, always constant elevation that stuck with me for my dream. But I have wild names. My name used to be Flip Slow. I, I'm definitely in low life. I ain't gonna hold you. During college, you find my, if you find my, any of my college pictures I had on Mad Low, and it was not paid for, you know what I'm saying? That was the vibes at the time, you know what I'm saying? So with that being said, I always had the attributes to my name because if you don't, what you stand for? John, just one ninja, you know what I'm saying? My, my, my government name is Jonathan, but I go by John too, you know what I'm saying? So same person, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't get, yo, that's John, that's my, same person, I ain't, yo, don't call me that. That's whack. That's my mom's name. That's my name. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I, it is what it is. I'm still going to be me. You're going you gonna to get the same energy all the time. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah and that's yeah. it. <laughs> hey, same here, man. Hey, T Mac, the man adventuring creativity. Wow. All right? Wow. Like, it's just part of the, the, the hip hop essence, the, the core to it. Yes. You know, we really care about this thing mm -hmm. out here. You know what I mean? It's the 50th anniversary this year, yes. too. Yes. And um, something that's just coming to my mind right now, you know, people always talking about 50 years of hip hop, you know, but hip hop is more than just music, right? Correct. So talk about maybe how we can sort of try to blend these elements more back to how it used to be. I mean, you were growing up ar around the core, around yeah. this and seeing the jam, seeing it all go down. You mentioned the graffiti. It seems like the elements are uh, 
somewhat separated at times. Most Se- of the time. Separated depending on see anytime you go outside of the, the essence, of course it's gonna separate because more people gravitate to what they can do. Mm. A lot of people could dance. Some people can't DJ. A lot of people like music, but they don't like rap music. Mm-hmm. So it's weird. It's it, if they don't see it all together, or they can dissect it if they don't see it all together. Like mm-hmm. that's why we we have to keep it together, mm-hmm. as we know it. But because it's grown so big, people could take it apart. People could pick it apart. Mm-hmm. But it's actually come from the same umbrella. Oh yeah, it's five elements in hip hop, and that's that. That's it. Whether you gravitate to one, two, three, four, or five. It's five elements, and we have to specify that, I think, more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and I think if we do more events, to specify that, if if the homie has a dance event, we pop up with a beast bodega. It's the same, it's, it's kind of the same essence. Or a homie has a graph event, we pop up and do a DJ event. It's the same event. Like you yeah, get what I'm saying? Absolutely. We have to involve it. We have to incorporate. We have to specify. Mm-hmm. This is hip hop. The five elements. You know what I mean? And you gotta respect it because if you don't respect it, then the essence of what you're doing is for naught. It's gonna disappear, man. Right. It's for naught. Yeah. <laughs> man, I, I love this talk. I love this kind Thank of conversation, you, man. Thank you, too, man. You know, and, and we could we could continue on forever but like you said there's gonna be a part two once the studio comes yes so we're gonna save a little bit of the the talk and the questions for that but i I love what we're talking about right now the core the elements you know bringing them together and and river is is doing it yes you know better than than most you know man better than anywhere else they gave me a residency residency. i'm not gonna be mad i love it but speak, speak, man. man you step out back, like we're talking about the elements being together. But so I'm inside. I'm seeing people DJ and produce. I'm seeing the MC spit. I step outside to do my thing, and there's somebody out there, Graphing. you know, making something new on, on the back wall at the river. Uh, there's art hanging everywhere from everywhere. The local people. Which I saw a piece last Thursday. I'm like, yo, what's good with that piece? That piece I'm trying right to cop there. that. Trying to cop that. Um, right. So That's how it should be. I love River, what they're doing, how they're bringing the elements together, and yes. how Beats Bodega is helping that all yep. happen. Yep. So let's, you know, a big part of conversations with T Mac is music. Yes. Another big part is food. Yes. So I want to talk about New York a little bit more. So, what is some of the food that you miss back in New York? I miss. That you don't miss, get out here. I miss the Chinese food and I miss the bodegas, of course. I miss. Um, the pizza, yes. I mean, it's just different varieties of food 24 hours. Mm. I mean, cool, yes, there's all Mexican food here and American. A lot of Mexican yeah, spots. Yeah, a lot of American food. I get it because we're not in the essence. We're not in the Mecca City. We're not in the Big Apple. I get it. I get that. But what I really miss is just the food just smelling fire on the walk-in. Like, what? What right and like it leads you to where you need to be at. <laughs> when you see that line, you like, yeah, that's where it's at. That's where the smell is We're coming wait from. Today. We got time. Right, we got time today. And then you see everybody, hi, how you doing? What you getting? Oh, I'm getting this. I'm getting you know you're at the right spot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then when you get to the <laughs> making the order, 
the uh, attendant might be disrespectful. What do you want? Come on, girl. Hurry you up. better Come know on. what you want to right. order and how it's to no, order it. There's no, uh, I think, um, they like next, right in front of you. It's, that's how it is because you know what? The food is on demand. The next person, the next three people know what they want. They know they got what they their, want. They got their money in hand and they, and they tipping. How you like that? So with that being said, I miss the, the service, the food, the, 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 the service of food. I miss the different food, of course. But like you said, it's new food out here to, to taste test and all that. My wife is a foodie. Not so much me. I like to actually cook my food and actually enjoy it. Sometimes the service doesn't match the food. Sometimes the service, the food doesn't match the service. So with that being said, I like it. But I just miss Chinese, Jamaican food, just different Dominican food, Puerto Rican food. I mem- I, I miss all of that. And then like going there is just it's a different essence because you you see the workers and you like wow, son she's really from the country. Like it's not like it's just you gotta do it. It's, it's you gotta some, go. Yeah, man. you gotta you gotta be at the bodega. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> see it. It's 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 something different. Like as opposed to somebody here would say, oh I know how to do that. No, the person from that actual town where that is developed at is serving it's the their food. culture. Right. <laughs> it's serving the food. And the grandmom is in the back or is an older person there leading or whatever. You see the family essence there. And that's what I kind of miss. And then the smell too. Like the smells is like inc- incredibly like, what is that? From early in the morning. Like you could be leaving the club. is a smell. Prep starts early. Right. City that never sleeps. Right. Right, so that's that's actually what I miss. A lot of stuff closes here at eight o'clock and nine o'clock, and like to me, those are like <clears throat> prime time where you want to go out. And that's when we starting. Yeah, like you <laughs> want to go out and eat, but then you remember, then although you have to take into in, in, in consideration the two hour time difference, so the nine o'clock is eleven o'clock to us. Some spots close at eleven o'clock, yes, in New York, but majority of the spots that you want. It's actually open 24 hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? The yeah. greasy stuff, and you got the vegan stuff for you guys that like stuff like that. But it's a lot of food, and it's a lot of options. Mm-hmm. That's what I really, really miss. What I'm thinking about as what I'm missing the most is probably a good old bacon, egg, and cheese, man. On, on that roll, that Kaiser, yes. that se- sesame-seeded Kaiser roll, you know, that everything bagel, yes. nice, fresh, and hot, man. Yep. You can't get breakfast sandwiches out here no. like, like you can back home. No. With the love. I ain't even going to hold you. With the love. They be cursing out Ak and all that, but he still put that love on it. He, he don't care. He curse you out back, and he give you the same sandwich, like, yep. every yep. day. <laughs> every day. I miss that. That's right. That's I right, man. I miss that. I miss the pizza man singing to me, you know. when oh, Not singing man. to me. Hold up, pause, While right? But, you know, he, he was out there While heating he's... up the pizza. He's doing his thing. He's singing. Big Italian guy. Yes. Exactly what you would picture, man. Yeah, we talk about the love and the food. Love. And yeah. He's not going to serve you anything that you they don't eat. my memories with, with all these people right now yeah. that, you know, served me growing up. So that's awesome. So let's talk about maybe some of the food out here. What are some of your go-to spots out here? You said you like to cook a lot at home, but there's got to be a couple spots that maybe stand out that you like uh, since you've been here so far. Um, the spot I really like closed. I like Blake Street Tavern. That was a cool spot because, like, the person that actually gave us our lease, they while we were signing, while we were in the process of signing the lease and getting everything together, 
They said, go there. You would like the burgers and the, 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 just the service. So they just closed the other day. Um, another spot was Rhubarb before it was the club. It was like an actual chicken spot. They used to have the crack wings. Me and my wife used to like that. Um, Maggiano's, but that's everywhere. Eh, I ain't gonna hold you. Hey, hey, you good, man? We we looking for honest answers that yeah, we get. Like, eh. wings at river when they come. Yeah, back. wings at river definitely. <laughs> wings at Go river to. definitely. It's it's just. I'm real. I ain't gonna hold you. See me. I'm mad skinny. I'm picky, yo. I'm very picky with food. So it's like coming from a. My mom is Costa Rican and my pops is from Augusta, Georgia. Coming from that background, like I would get soul food and I would get Afro food. They better like, be flavored yeah. in this man's food. Yes. You yes. better come correct yes. if you're serving uh, yes. face to feet. You know yes. what I'm talking about. Yes. Yes. So with that being said, I like to cook at home jerk chicken. Curry goat, you know what I'm saying? Rice and peas with the with the um coconut, you know what I'm saying? Like they used to call me coconut back in the days. So you know what I'm saying? I like coconuts, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, that type of stuff. That's what I, I miss that essence. And my wife cooks a lot of Puerto Rican food, Cuban food, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what's missing out here. Cause those foods are seasoned and I like a lot of fish. I ain't gonna hold you, I can't find snap out here like that and i can't be in find, the middle of the country yeah i can't find it's whiting little, yeah, yeah. yeah catfish you can find I don't, i'm not a catfish i'm whiting snapper bluefish you know what i'm saying so if y'all in the comments and y'all could y'all got somewhere we could go let and get know. that yeah let us know because i'm looking for real for real you know what i'm saying Yo, so new question I'm asking everybody uh, on the uh, on the program. Not too know anymore. We've been through quite a few of them, but you know, since you live out here, maybe we can collab on this too. Yes. But what would be on the face defeat special pizza? If I was to make a face defeat oh, pizza, yeah. what would be on it? And you know, you're talking about your your background. Yes. We we could go crazy. Make a Caribbean pizza, like right. like like let's right. let's blow the people's minds and, and let let's. Well, reconvene to, to get this first done. First of all, I ain't gonna hold you. I like mushrooms. I like onions. You know what I'm saying? I like tomatoes. You know what I'm saying? I like, of course, I like cheese. You know that. You know that. And maybe a little chicken, a little jerk chicken, or spicy beef, spicy like spicy ground beef. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's pretty much. I'm I'm real easy with not too pizza. crazy. Yeah, that's simple, but yeah. but that sounds hearty and, and fulfilling, yeah. man. Yeah, little green peppers. That's it. Yeah, I don't nice. I don't do too much. I like the color. I like the pizza to be colorful. You know what I mean? Mm. Like when it's just white white and um red, it's cool. But we that's normal pizza in New York. But you like the colors on it. Sometimes a mushroom, sometimes, you know, pop. Yeah. yeah. The visual of pizza is very oh, important, right? Man. You know, and I get upset sometimes with people I work with, you know, because it, it, it's their job to yes. be in a pizza restaurant. Yes. But, like, I have a passion for, for pizza oh, that, man. you know, a lot of these people don't understand. It's really one of my crafts and, and art forms, yes. if you will. So, Respect. hey, I'd love to get together with you. Maybe you pop over to Blue oh, Pan Pizza. Yeah. That's a, that's we'll a collab bad. on that. That's you bring through the jerk chicken if you want, uh, something you. like that. Got you. And, uh, hey, we're going to enjoy that. Got you. Say that. 
face to feet, man. Yes. Anything else you want to say to the people? Leave the people I, with I just, today. I just want to say thank you for watching. You know what I'm saying? And and we just gonna go up. That's it. Me and T Mac just gonna go up. And you gonna you gonna see greatness while you watching it. And that's it for me. Like I, I'm not a big talker. When you come to Beast Bodega, I'm gonna talk. You know what I mean? Of course, because I'm the host. But other than that, I'd like to chop it up. I like I'm a cool guy. Like. Engineer on the inside, right? You know what I'm saying? Engineer, yeah. they're sitting back, they're chilling, right. they're not doing too much. Right. And uh, hey, I want to just. This is what I really want to do. I want to take you guys' projects to the next level. I know what y'all doing, and I know what's going on, but I want to touch it and take it to the next level. If you don't want me to touch it, I won't touch it. But I would ultimately want to give back my my engineering aspect and my ear aspect of listening to music and developing music. I know how to do radio edits, I know how to do mixing, I know how to do a lot. But nobody's really been asking me about that, they've been asking me for free beats. We're not doing the free beats thing. This is, I'd rather sit up, I'm not emailing, we too close, you know what I'm saying? I'd rather work with you in a studio setting, which I'm gonna have in a few days. You pay for the time, I'll give you the service. Feel me, that's it. Fair exchange, no robbery. Fair exchange, man. It's it's 2023 right now. Thank you. People know w what the deal is. Everybody got to get paid. Correct. And everybody's making money. Correct. Everybody's working. They're out here doing the same thing. Yep. You want to get paid for your craft? Everybody wants to get paid for their Nobody craft, Nobody works so for free. Do not, don't expect anything free nowadays, all right? And if you do, you ain't in this circle. You ain't coming to Beats Bodega, all right? It's, you hear that? That's what you're going to get. <laughs> you're going to get the door, the homie, door. all right? We're going to ghost you. That's that's a, that's the a term I learned out here. A lot of people ghost you. If they don't, if if, if they'll sell you, yeah, 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 yeah. Day of? Crickets. So when you come with that free joint, me and T-Mac is going to ghost you. That's it. Straight like that. Man, we're going to end it right there, man. Yeah, I appreciate you, you. Appreciate you opening the door, having me Thank in you, here brother. in this beautiful place. Thank and, you, hey, hopefully I'll be back for some of that yeah, food. Yes. But be on the lookout for part two yes. in the studio, all yes. right? Yes. Yes. Right, so